mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Screams from the haters. Got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. What's going on, everybody? This is the feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers were at home tonight, looking to move to ten and zero on the season at the Wells Fargo Center, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Of course, the story here is two MVP candidates, Anthony Davis versus Joel Embiid Davis on the season averaging just ridiculous numbers 27.6 points 12.4 rebounds 2.7 blocks compared to Embiid who is averaging 27.9 points 13.1 rebounds and 2.1 blocks so it was really a test to see who is on better track to win the MVP award this year, um, or at least who deserves some favor when it comes down to voting if it's close. Um, I think it's interesting because a lot of people who have a say in the voting tend to ignore Embiid, in my opinion, while giving Anthony Davis a lot of love and credit. Um, and so I was really looking forward to seeing how Embiid would, would respond tonight to knowing knowing the the possible personal reward of this matchup and the fact that he can play. Obviously, Embiid wants to win more than anything, but he has goals for the season that have been known um, publicly. And I was actually a little bit worried about Embiid in this matchup because he's very good at dominating guys like Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside, and those guys have virtually an old an, an old man's game, back to the basket, can block shots, but they don't have a perimeter game. Um, guys like Boogie Cousins, guys like Anthony Davis, maybe a, a Nikola Jokic to an extent, or really any kind of mobile big, like, like Al Horford is a perfect example. Any kind of mobile big who can score from the perimeter tends to give Embiid a bit of trouble because he has to exert energy just to get out and defend the perimeter, and then in turn he's a little bit tired because there's a lot of movement for a guy of his size had to go out and defend a guy in the perimeter. It's much easier for him to be able to stay within the confines of a 15-foot radius of the basket because um, then he has to go back and defend the rim too. So between having to run out to the perimeter and close out on, on, on a big who can shoot and then having to go and defend the rim, it makes his life a lot harder. And so I thought that Anthony Davis would present a bigger challenge tonight. Not really. Didn't really happen that way. Even though Anthony Davis is um, listed as a power forward, he does play a large majority of his minutes at center, especially with a smaller lineup with featuring Nikola Mirotic. Um, so it was really an Embiid versus Mir- uh, versus uh, versus. Davis all night long. Davis in 41 minutes of play, 12 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals, 5 blocks, 6 turnovers, 3 fouls, overall minus 7 on the night. So although he didn't score as much as, or nearly as much as Embiid scored, he had a he had a hell of an imprint on this game. He had 12 points, as I just said, 
and along with those 16 rebounds, he had a, a a very high number of assists, blocks, and steals. So he had an impact on this game beyond just scoring and grabbing rebounds. He really played a tremendous game. You just don't really pay attention to it because he didn't score that much. But he shot 4 of 13 to get to those 12 points, 4 of 7 from the free throw line. Um, so, 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 so far you would think that the Sixers had an easy win tonight. Um, just by tell, just by giving you those stats, you look over at Embiid, who again dominant. He had thirty one points in thirty two minutes on eleven of twenty three from the field, two made threes, seven of nine from the free throw line, nineteen rebounds, two assists, two two blocks, seven turnovers, five fouls. It does appear to be a pattern progressing that Embiid is going back to old habits and committing a ton of turnovers. Obviously, you like to see those go down, but if he's going to put up 30 points and 20 rebounds, or 30 points, 13 rebounds a night like he has been doing, I can live with turnovers. But in order to make him a more comp- more complete player and a more dangerous player and a guy who can help, and a guy who can, who can contribute that much more to wins, you like to see those turnovers get down to three, two. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to discuss that area of the game because that's really the only area where he where he is struggling. Other than that, he's absolutely dominant. Um, so you would think, just seeing that Embiid outscored Davis 31-12, you would think that he probably won, that the Sixers probably won hand-handedly. You'd be wrong in that. Drew Holiday, 41 minutes, 30 points for the, for the Hornets. Or, sorry, for the Pelicans. Um, each one more 30 points their backcourt really stabilized things Julius Randle came in off the bench to give 22 points and 10 rebounds in his uh, 28 minutes so they got a very nice showing from their six man and they got a hell of a game out of their starting backcourt however Sixers are undefeated at home they are the more talented team and an elite team always wins at home. And that's what the Sixers did. They led by as many as 16 in this one. Pelicans crawled back to got to get within one with just over a minute to play in the fourth quarter. Um, the Sixers went up three on a, on a Reddick layup with about 50 seconds left in the game. Um, bunch of... Um, the turnovers, missed shots ensued, and the Pelicans had a chance to go up by, had a chance to tie the game in the final 13 seconds of the period. They got a couple looks out of three. Ultimately, Anthony Davis was fouled taking a three by Embiid. Embiid got a little, got a, sort of broke down, got a, um, you know, got a little uh, nervous seeing that Davis was going to take a three, contested a little too aggressively, fouled him on the shot. Davis goes to the line for three. Makes the first two, misses the second. The, the ball is tipped around. Ultimately, Davis does not have enough time to get up a, a reasonable shot. He's chasing the ball into the backcourt. Sixers win the game 121-120. They do win. They escape the jaws of defeat. They do, however, blow another sizable lead. Um, and so that continues to be a problem, although I think it's more about the bench than really the, the anything else. You could argue that coaching is part of it. Um but 
the same time, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call for Brett Brown's head when the entire roster loves him and he's adored by everyone on the team. Um, I'm going to point to the bench because the bench is really lacking and it's blatantly obvious. Tonight from the bench, um, Landry Shamit had a career high 15 points on four made threes. So as right as I say, the bench was lacking. You start off with Landry Shamit dropping 15. Mascala had seven points. Amir had two. TJ had three points in 17 minutes. Korkmaz had two. So outside of Shamit, the bench scores um, 13 points. The Hornets ben- the the Pelicans bench scored 30 points. That's the difference in your ballgame. Um, so it's evident that the Sixers do need pieces off their bench because... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. So Hornets, uh, the Hornets, the Pelicans had a total of 28 points, 30 points off their bench. The Sixers had a total of... Twenty nine points off their bench. So, obviously, the, the disparity was not much different. It was, it was not not a very big disparity. Um, the bottom line is that the bench, you're not going to get twenty point. You're not going to get fifteen points out of Shamit all the time. You need more out of Mascala, and you, you need more out of Amir. Although he's playing limited minutes anyway. And TJ is going to give you whatever he can. He's more of a defensive. A player than that an offensive player though he he can make us he can make some shots. Corkmaz um, is a, just a question mark really. There's not one entity on their bench that is a known that you know you can get 15 points out of on a nightly basis. That's what they're missing, and I think that a guy like Trevor Ariza, Kyle Korver, Marquise uh, Marcus uh, Marquise Morris, those guys can give you that. Night in, night night out is a steady fifteen points off your bench, and that would make the world of difference to this team. I I believe. So anyway, going back to to to, to the game, um, Wilson Chandler thirty one minutes tonight. Seems like he might be finally breaking through that minutes restriction. Um, Thirteen points on six of seven from the field. Very nice showing for him, and it, it probably his best game as a sixer so far. Six rebounds, two assists. Um, so if he can, he can get that. If he can give you that on a nightly basis, or you can maybe add in a, a, another player in there, you via buyout or via trade, you can move him to the bench, and you can get an extra thirteen points off your bench. Um, Embiid obviously thirty one nineteen. I said that already. Ben Simmons continues to be aggressive after the disappointing performance in um, the the Utah game. He's been he's been pretty. Darn good in three consecutive games. 22 points tonight in 35 minutes. 18 shots. 8 rebounds, 7 assists. 1 steal, 2 blocks. 6 turnovers, 3 fouls. So obviously, Embiid and Simmons, who used the, who had the ball in their hands a majority of the time, do not ha- um, need to cut down on the turnovers dramatically in order to make this team that much more potent and elite. Right now they're dangerous and they can beat you, but... There are obvious weaknesses, but you can force them to cough up games. Turnovers would be one right now. Ben Simmons, 4-4 from the line tonight. He continues to have a a very settling pattern of 
one of six, then four of four, one of five, seven of seven, three of uh, of eight, uh, six of six. You know the the those kind of nights. So you never really, you never really quite know what you're getting at the free throw line, but I will take. Um, I I will take the 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 nights where he goes three of 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 eight or whatever in exchange for the nights where he goes six of six because I think he's getting a better feel for his, for his free throw. I think with time that'll translate into a into a ultimately hopefully a seventy percent free throw shooter consistently, and then maybe a fifteen foot jump shot. Obviously, we talked about that a lot. You can only hope for it at this point. Not much to say about it because it is what it is right now. He's not going to develop it this year. Um, JJ Redick, 36 minutes, 13 points, 15 shots, no made of seven from three, four assists, two rebounds, three fouls. I think it's pretty clear that JJ Redick's being overused. I think they need to cut down on his minutes uh, tremendously. I think at his age, 34, 36 minutes of the game is not going to do him any good. It's not going to help anybody. Um, he also looks a little bit tired out there. He, tonight he committed a couple of dumb turnovers with whether it be a palming the ball or just like sloppy things that you attribute to fatigue. And I think he uses still a ton of energy just to get himself open. And so with that, um, you're just going to wear him down quicker and you're not going to get the, the value out of him that you can get. And it's going to ultimately hurt your offense if he's not shooting the ball at a high clip. I think you're heading down that path. So I think it's I think you need to get him a, a help and get another shooter in there. Um, obviously, I, I I look at Kyle Korver as a, as a great option, or you need to cut down on his minutes and give some more to Shamit or whoever else you might ha- might have in mind. Jimmy Butler, thirty five minutes tonight, thirteen points on sixteen shots, um, six rebounds, three assists, three steals, one block, no turnovers, no fouls. Jimmy. Although not a huge stat sheet, stat sheet tonight, um, he made timely shots when they needed him to. He also came up with timely defensive plays. He had a couple of strips, a couple of blocks down the stretch to help um, prevent the Hornets from, prevent the Pelicans from scoring, and he ultimately helped close out the game on the defensive end. The buckets are going to come for him. I I want I want obviously you want him to take some games over. But he's really a tremendous help on the defensive side of the ball. We know what he can do on offense. He can he can go get you thirty on any given night. Um, you do love to see him make timely high IQ defensive plays. Miscala seventeen minutes, seven points, two made threes for him. Johnson twelve minutes, two points, four assists. Andrew Shamit, as I said, 15 points and four made threes, three rebounds, one assist. McConnell, three points, 17 minutes. Korkmaz, two points, five minutes. So I think it's ever apparent that they will become a much more serious contender, much more dangerous team for anyone to play if they can add a couple of wings off that bench. I don't know what's going to be with with, with Markel Fultz. Uh, if you haven't heard, he he was reported that he requested a trade uh, today, and that he is going to go to a a shoulder a, a wrist. Uh, no, 
he's going to go to a shoulder specialist in New York for a wrist injury, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, and if he wants to trade, good. Get rid of Let's get him out of here. He's been nothing but a problem for this team. Um, they can move on from him. They don't need him to win. And I think it's going to help them ultimately because it's just one less circus to have when, for, when, time, when it's time for free agency to come. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm not going to say I wish him well, but I, I, I hope he figures something out and that he gets some closure with whatever's happening with him. Um, but I think it's ever apparent that they need to make a, an acquisition, whether it be, be a buyout or trade. They need to bring in another guy who can shoot the rock. It's just that simple to me. Um, I think once, once, once they do that, stop blowing leads, they will dominate opponents, and that will also mean more rest for guys like Redick, guys like Butler, guys like Embiid. And then they're going to be fresher for the more important games. I think it's it's this whole domino effect on what can on what can happen with a with a, with a more rested with, with just by adding another couple couple more pieces off the bench. I'm not going to keep hitting a um, hit, hitting the same. Uh, t- I'm not going to keep kicking the same dead horse, but I just wanted to keep reiterating that theme that. The bench, I think, is the biggest issue with this team, and that's that's the last time I'm going to say it for tonight. Um, look at the key differences in the key differences in tonight's game: Sixers ten of twenty nine from three, Hornets eleven of thirty from three, um, Sixers twenty three of twenty six from the free throw line, good for eighty eight point five percent. Hornets twenty five of thirty three for seventy eight five point eight percent. So again, ten made threes. 75% are better from the line. They're going to win the majority of their games if they can do that every night. Obviously, the 16 turnovers are not ideal. If you can get Ben Simmons and Embiid to cut them down, I think that comes with adding shooters because if, they, if there's less, if they can space the floor out a little more, there's less players who can crowd Embiid and Tony won't turn the ball over as much. Um, if you can give Ben Simmons some guys who can who, who, who can make shots, less for him to have to try to create things for everyone and in turn turn the ball over. If they can cut down those turnovers, I'm not sure that there's a team in the East that can beat them in a seven-game series. 10-0 at home, if they can lock up a two-seed um, or, yeah, I mean, if they can lock up a two-seed, and they can get home court advantage probably through two rounds. I don't know that there's a team in the East that can beat them four games out of seven, let alone four games out of seven on their home court. Obviously, they're not going to have to beat them four times in their home court, but you will have to beat them at least once or twice in order to beat the Sixers. And I don't think that anyone's going to beat them twice at home in a seven-game series. So... With that being said, Sixers improved to thirteen and seven on the season. They are just two and a half games out of the one seed, one game or one and a half games out of the two seed in the East. They've won four in a row. Um, ten and zero at home. The home record has to the away record has to get has to, has to improve. At three and seven, but with time it'll it'll jump up. I went through in the division, nine and six in the conference. There, they are. I, I think a big story of this season so far 
something that could affect them down the stretch is that they're playing a lot of close games. And although they're, they're, the, that veteran leadership and that experience is, is, is paying off and they're winning these close games, you want to see them blow some teams out because they, so that way they can get some rest for their, for their star players. You don't want Embiid playing 36 minutes a game going into, in, going into April. You don't want Redick um, playing 36 minutes a game going into April. You don't want Butler playing 35 minutes a game really at any point because he's spent so much time of his career under Tom Thibodeau getting run into the ground with minutes. So you want to give him as much time off the court as you possibly can so that you can keep him fresher for a longer period of time. And that contract maybe doesn't look as bad in three or four years if you extend him to a five-year deal. With that, the Sixers, again, improved the 13-7, and 121-120 tonight. Uh, nail-biting, feeling victory over the Pelicans, who dropped a 10-8, and 2-7 away. Sixers 10-0 at home. They are the last remaining undefeated team at home in the NBA. They will face the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday. After Thanksgiving, 7.30 tip-off, Cavaliers 2-14 in the season, 0-8 away from uh, the queue. Sixers, I would think, will handle business on, on this game. Improved to 14-7 on the season, 11-0 at home, and uh, we, will, we, will be, we, will, we will be with you once the, buzzer, once the final buzzer sounds on that game. Again, Sixers win it tonight, 113-107 over the New Orleans Pelicans, 13-7 on the year. They tip off again, 7.30 Friday after Thanksgiving. And before I sign off for the night, a couple quick words from my sponsor. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? I know I do. Go check out our boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second, and it really is perfect. There's there's, there's no there's no jagged edges. There's no, there's no sharp pieces on the inside. Nothing gets stuck. It comes off really clean. It's also a bottle opener, tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. Check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra with a K for a ten percent discount on all Cobra products. Enter the code TRUSTACOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the feed to Embiid without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Appreciate that. Make sure you tell those around you that you're thankful for them and that you appreciate them and that you love them. I love you guys for listening and, and always and always being loyal to, to to my to my show and to sharing the passion that I have for this team. Um, we'll talk again seven thirty Friday. Tip off. It's the Cavs in Philadelphia. We'll be here when the buzzer sounds. Hopefully around ten o'clock at night. Have a great holiday, everyone, and thank you for tuning in.